everybody, what's up? I'm Elena and welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. Today's episode is part two of Dorm Room Essentials, where college grads tell us all about the things you definitely want to pack for college. They'll share some pretty unique items that even I forgot to bring, and by the end you'll have our ultimate college packing list. If you haven't already heard episode one, go on back and take a listen because we shared some really great items you're seriously going to want to bring with you. I also shared my own do's and don'ts for packing for college. So if you haven't heard it already, it's don't bring too much clothing, do bring a folding chair with you, and do bring a party card game with you. So listen to the episode to find out why. Okay, let's get into part two. As always, we've got timestamps in the description, so feel free to hop around to anything you're curious about. Let's ask grads about their dorm room essentials. Hi, Delena. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to talk about this topic, packing for college. In asking these questions, we were asking people, what do you not want to forget to bring? And your answers were really great. So one of the things that you said was a picture that reminds you of home and family. Pictures in college are seriously essential. They're not only a good decoration, but they're also so helpful in those times where you feel a little homesick. So is that something that you experienced in college? Absolutely. One, being homesick, but also having something from home that reminded you of, of being back at home. It's just the little things. And, and I've seen it even, I worked as a, a school counselor at one point in my career and even keeping in touch with some of my own students after they went off to college, I would see things in their dorm rooms, like a flag of where reminded them of home mm-hmm. or pictures of friends and family from back home or a pet, if it happens to be something like that. For my yeah. own daughter, um, she missed her pets probably more than she missed her parents. Um, so <laughs> that was definitely something that reminded her of home. Yeah. Whether it's a picture of the smallest thing ever, your local bagel shop or your pet, your family, sometimes those pictures can really bring you back and remind you that there are people in your corner, even if they're not at school with you. It's also a great way, I think, to meet new people because they might see something like that local coffee shop or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, it's just a way to start a conversation with somebody that you didn't know before and share a little bit more about where you're from. Definitely. Not to mention they make pretty good decorations. A lot of times, if you don't know what to put on your walls, photos are the easiest thing. Absolutely. So string around your room and you can paperclip or pin photos around and it it really just makes it a little bit more festive. Yes. I remember having string lights and I would put my little photos on them. Now I know this won't be the case for everybody, especially if people are staying at home or commuting during college, but do you have any other tips for sort of dealing with that homesickness in college? That's a great question, Elena. I think number one is just recognize that it's okay to feel homesick. Mm -hmm. There are going to be times where you wish it was easier to get home or you wish mom or dad or a family friend um, that you could see them. So the nice thing is, I mean, you definitely can stay connected with home through just regular check-ins on the phone, text messages, video chats. I mean, I think all of those is a great way to be connected. Something else that's nice too, I think is receiving mail, even though that's not something students normally get anymore. But it's a great way to just stay connected and and know that somebody is thinking of you. So I I think that's it. It's just you have to recognize that it's okay. The feelings of homesickness 
they go down the longer that you're in college. I know that that first year is hard and just recognizing that. Then if you look back, I think when you are a junior or senior in college to that first year or two, you're, you're just not even interested in going home as much because you have more going on at school. You have more of your family that you have created there at your college and you know, you're, you're at a different place, but it's definitely hard that first year or so as you adjust to being away from home. Yes. I think that eventually you're right. You will end up getting homesick for college during that summer break. Yeah. You'll kind of get homesick and think "I, I miss the food. I miss my dorm, even the classes and mainly the people are what you'll miss and you'll end up getting homesick for college. Right. As you get more involved and ingrained and you really do establish your community of people at your college, that really does become home. And I think that transition maybe is is harder for those that you have at home, that they still want you to be coming home to visit and, and things like that. But it's all okay. That's just part of the development process. And getting mail. It is so nice opening up your mailbox and seeing a letter from somebody, especially if it's someone else, like a friend who's also away for school. It's so nice. So even just getting a little stationary set or just a set of envelopes so that you can send mail to can really help with the homesickness and feeling like you're not alone. I love that idea, Elena. That's a really good tip. Actually being that slice of home for somebody else too. Yeah. And the other thing that you also mentioned was bringing a first aid kit stocked with meds for the first time that you get sick without someone to take care of you. That is absolutely essential. And sometimes if you live in a dorm, it's inevitable that you will get whatever cold is going around. Cough drops can just, they can make or break a day. (laughs) One, I mean, when you're living in a dorm environment, you are going to get sick. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. just, that's just going to happen. Um, And I can remember the first time I got sick, my freshman year of college, and I just felt so bad. And it was just so sad that I had to take care of myself, you know, that you didn't have mom or dad there to bring you something in the middle of the night if you needed some Tylenol. It's, It's just hard that first time. So I think at least being prepared and having some of those things that you might need if you get the cold or a flu and not having to run out and get that medication yourself when you feel crummy anyway. It's just nice to be prepared. Yeah. It makes a huge difference having a little stockpile of Tylenol, cough drops, anything really like tissues that you could need so that you don't have to A, either go to the campus store and get it or B, get on the little bus services that they have to go to the store to get it. Right. You don't know when the cold is going to strike, but <laughs> if you have a little stockpile, it goes a long way. Yes, it's, it's going to come. So you might as well be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Delena. These are really great for your packing list. Thank you, Elena. I love Delena's advice. Photos from home and of your friends really make great decorations and are always a reminder that someone's in your corner at college. Our next grad has another awesome packing tip, so let's hear it. Hey, Ashley. Hi, Alina. How are you? I'm swell. How are you? I am doing well. Can't complain at all. So we asked you, you're packing for college. Don't forget to bring. 
Mm-hmm. And you mentioned storage bins, which are a must. If you didn't listen to our previous podcast episode yet, go ahead and listen to it. We dive into the storage bins and how they are essential for college. Yes. And you also mentioned a Brita or a water purifier, just so that you don't have to use so many plastic bottles and that you have water on hand. Mm-hmm. I think this is such an underrated thing to pack. So I'm so happy you brought it up. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there would be so many times and well, I won't even say what year I graduated, but I would have (laughs) cases of water bottles and things in my dorm room to make sure that like, you know, you always had something to drink. But now that we are as a society, a little bit more conscious of plastic and everything like that, I highly recommend getting something like a Brita that you can keep in like a small fridge so that you can have an unlimited water source, right? Because it's being Mm -hmm. filtered and put it in a water bottle or something because number one, better for the environment, less plastic. Two, you won't use up as much space. And it's just one Mm -hmm. of those things that I think is a huge, huge advantage when again, you're in a smaller dorm room or an environment that you're sharing with somebody. It's just nice to be conscious of like where you can save on space versus where, you know, you want to use more of it. So I don't know, for me, that was, that was a huge thing. And I, I'm somebody who like gets up in the middle of the night to have a glass of water or whatever it may be. So just making sure that you have that on hand at all times and not having to, to depend on going to the store to get stuff like that. It just, it makes a big difference. Yeah. That's exactly the reason that I think having a Brita or literally any water purifier is so important because in the middle of the night, if you're thirsty, you don't have to go in the hallway to fill up your water bottle or drink from the water fountain that everyone's drinking out of. You have your own thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it it does seem silly, but I think most people will be glad that they have it when it comes to those those unexpected moments. And you never want to be without because another thing that I didn't put in here, but somewhat related, make sure you have Tylenol or Excedrin or something on hand in case for whatever reason, you're not feeling great. Maybe you went out a little bit too late, had a little (laughs) bit too much fun, but they pair nicely together. So you just, you don't want to be without certain items that you potentially take for granted when you're at home. So, so true. Yeah. And the thing with the Brita too, I'm just going to say Brita is You only need one for you and your roommates. You don't need to get multiple. And a lot of people, if they have roommates, will send out a Google Sheets or anything like that and say, who's bringing what? That way you don't have four Brita's when you arrive on campus. This person has the Brita. This person has a vacuum. You know, everything is squared away. You know who's bringing what. Did you have any kind of setup like that with your roommates? Oh yeah, for sure. There were certain things that I was responsible for and that my roommate was responsible for. And not only does it help you like divide and conquer, but it also kind of helps establish a a, like partnership slash relationship in the beginning Mm -hmm. too, which is nice. It also helps you save money, right? Because, you know, if if they're taking care of one thing, you're taking care of the other, you know, hopefully it, it evens out in certain places, but you don't need to duplicate everything being open to sharing and having that type of mentality going into an environment where you're going to be sharing a room with somebody you potentially don't know can be intimidating, but it's also one of those building blocks for, you know, relationship development. Like, Hey, I'll take care of this. If you want to do this or whatever it may be. So that's definitely something to think of as you're going into a new semester, your first time on campus, that opening dialogue for something that's super practical other than, you know, just being excited in general goes a long way. That's such a great point because it can kind of get the ball rolling and not to mention 
you get to keep whatever you buy at the end of the year. As long as that's the agreement between you and your roommates, if you buy it this year, you can keep it the next four years or two years and not have to buy it again. Exactly. And I will also say you touched on something that I think is super important from a communication standpoint. Make sure that when you are coordinating some of this stuff that you do have an understanding like, hey, I'm, I'm going to get this and I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. As things progress and people do different things, you know, that that may change, but like you don't want to leave certain things open to interpretation as much as you can communicate effectively about the responsibilities that each of you will have within the room so that it just makes things go smoother, you know, kind of like yeah. set those set those guidelines or, you know, responsibilities up front because it, it really truly does help in ways that you might not expect in the long run. Definitely. Thank you so much, Ashley. These are really essential for your packing list. So I'm so glad you shared them with me. Absolutely. I'm happy to talk about it. Definitely remember Ashley's tip. If you can contact your roommates before moving, talking together to make that list of who's bringing what can save you all money and make moving in that much smoother. Okay, our next grad has amazing advice too. So let's get into it. Hey, Noah. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We're talking about packing for college and the things you don't want to forget to bring. And one of the things you said I seriously love, and it was to bring food that is cheap, quick to make, and only requires a microwave. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of colleges, uh, their dorms will have a shared kitchen, Mm -hmm. but it's very difficult to find time and frankly implements like your pans and, and all that stuff to cook in it. And when I first went to college, I was used to having a whole kitchen to myself. I mean, I got up every morning and made eggs and a bagel, you know, whatever I wanted to eat. And then I got to college and, you know, they've got like the world's lowest power electric stove. Yep. Uh, (laughs) And and I'm used to cooking on propane. So like, it takes me five minutes to make an egg. And now it takes five minutes for the pan to heat up. Yes. And I was just like, okay, we're going to need to change gears here. Because yep. uh, I'm not going to, you know, I can't take an hour to cook in the morning. I, I, I've i only got like 20 minutes before my 7 a.m. Uh, right. So so in comes the microwave. Yes. In comes this, uh, this beautiful machine. And uh, I found very quickly that anything I could throw in the microwave, run for a minute, and then grab, throw into something to keep it from burning <laughs> me, and run out the dorm hall door was the most valuable thing I could have for almost any meal. Because at least at my college, the dining hall hours didn't actually align with when classes were taught. Mm -hmm. So you could end up getting out of a class and not being able to get food. So I I really quickly had to like stock up on things that were either microwavable or fridgeable, like the, uh, like the uncrustable sandwiches, things I would like have never bought because, you know, you just get peanut butter and jelly and whatever, but something you can just grab out of the fridge and go is so valuable. Uncrustables, chef's kiss. Those are incredible. (laughs) And I'll also say, don't be afraid to change up your eating schedule to match your living schedule. A lot of students don't live nine to five. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the most popular time frame was probably like 11 to eight. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And so don't be afraid to eat like a breakfast lunch thing at like two and then a big dinner at like six. 
it's, you know, you don't have to adhere to these ideas or schedules of when you ate before college, find what works for you. And whatever you do, don't go to class hungry because you'll either fall asleep or just spend the whole time thinking about the food truck, which is like two doors down. Yeah, definitely do not go to class hungry. It's worth it to grab just something. Thank you so much for your time, Noah, and for sharing your college packing list with us. I'm happy to have been able to help. If there's two things you remember from that, Noah is so right. Definitely don't go to class super hungry and get creative with making food in the microwave. It is seriously a college rite of passage. All right, here's our next grad's packing tip. Hi, Emily. Hi, Elena. So you said to bring to college with you a camera and this could be any non-iPhone camera. So a disposable camera, Polaroid, anything like that. You said that it helped you meet friends and get to know people by actually asking to take their photo and then starting up a conversation after that. This is a genius idea. More people should do this. And I say non-iPhone camera, although I do think that you could use it in lieu of not having one. But I say this because when you have a camera at, let's say, a party or an event, people are... I won't say drawn to you, but people like maybe want to take their photo or maybe they're like, oh, maybe they can take my headshot, but it definitely opens up the floor for a conversation and it doesn't have to be formal. You could be having fun going bowling and taking photos with the disposable or the Polaroid and it gets people together in one shot, hugging, hanging out. And then there is the follow-up piece, which is let's connect online. Let me tag you in it. Let me send it to you via text and it creates a connection and you have a memory. That is so cute. Everyone wants to have their picture taken. You know, yeah. especially if Polaroids you're- Polaroids are so fun. Yeah, they're yeah. so fun. And they have that, I don't know, kind of vintage feel to them. I say everybody looks good on film. This is why I say. When people get nervous and I have the Polaroid out, because I have all three. I have a real camera, iPhone, Polaroid, disposable at times, but everybody looks good on film. You're all grainy. You're like blown out, like in the 1920s. Everybody looks yeah. beautiful. No, that's so, so true. And I remember people would actually have like a photo wall in their dorm and mm -hmm. they would have a, a tiny Polaroid camera. And then anyone who came by the dorm, you would get a picture and then it'd go on the photo wall and you could sign it and say like what day it was or what you guys were doing. But it was such a cute thing. I would love that when I'd walk in, someone would be like, oh, got to take a picture for the photo wall. It starts up conversations just out of the blue. Definitely a memory maker. And then the flip side of this is if you are not making friends, and I'm telling you, this is a surefire way to make some friends or to make some yeah. connections and follow up, you can always go take your camera and walk around and like be a little perceptive of your new campus or just enjoy the camera for yourself and like take time to yourself because it is all about being reflective. Yeah. And no matter what, whether you're taking pictures of people or like you said, just walking through campus, you'll have those memories no matter what. So it's really a win-win. Yeah. And it's hard because everyone has an iPhone at the moment and taking photos seems like ubiquitous and, and almost like you can have a photo at any time, but there's something about being really, really intentional with a camera that helps you kind of break out of the norm, break out of the screen a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who has obviously like their Instagram, but then they have a disposable camera Instagram and it's just it. 
for all the pictures that they take of their friends. Once they get them actually developed, they'll post them. And like you said, if you take pictures of people and then you tell them to follow you on Instagram, then you have that contact piece and you could see where a friendship goes after that. Everyone does love having their picture taken, but it could be kind of nerve wracking to go up to someone and be like, Hey, can I take your picture? (laughs) Do you have any tips Um, for what you can say, how to ask it without it being weird? Well, first I would say if you're walking around the city and you're, or the campus and you're exploring, I would say, take the photo and ask for forgiveness, like not of people, you know, of people. Sure. But if you catch like a guitarist in a moment and the light is on him perfectly, take that photo. But if you're trying to go up to a a set of people and you like, maybe want to be their friend, I would just ask like, Hey, I, I have a camera. I think you guys look really great in it right now. I love your outfit. Do you mind if I take your photo? Like maybe a compliment, warm them up. Yeah. And then like, by the way, everybody looks good on film. Like I, I won't do you wrong. Like I'll, I'll make sure you look good. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Like kind of a compliment. Like I can't not take a picture of you guys right now. Like this looks like a movie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's normally what it is. It's like, please allow me. I have to take this photo right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You guys look so good. No, I I definitely love that. And whether you can get a Polaroid camera, a disposable, or even if you have like one of those fancy cameras, it works every time. Yep. Another thing that I have is a fisheye lens, which you can attach to your camera. So it's just a clip-on lens and it's just another way to make your camera on your phone look a little more professional. Yeah. I love these. Good for anyone, not just in college. Just, this is how to meet people and uh, enjoy meeting yeah. people, I guess. Yeah, timeless advice. Thank you so much for sharing your packing list. This is awesome. You're welcome. Wow, I seriously love Emily's advice. A camera is such a creative way to meet people and make friends. And who doesn't love a Polaroid or disposable camera pick? That's a wrap on part two of your dorm room essentials. You now have our ultimate college packing list. So to see the full list, check out our Instagram at Score Inc. and let us know anything that you'll definitely be bringing to college with you. Up next in the What I Wish I Knew Before College series, we'll be sharing a ton more advice and talking with more grads over the summer. So stay tuned. All right, that's all for me. Remember, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you soon and happy packing.